A special announcement before we get started. Enrollment to Mind Over ARE is officially open. We only open a couple times a year and it is currently open. So you can head over to the website dci.beyoungdesign.com slash mind dash over dash ARE. This is my signature program where you learn the four essential pillars that you need to pass the ARE. I literally give you a proven blueprint to becoming a licensed architect. But here's the thing. The enrollment period is literally only a couple days. So if you're listening to this, the doors are still open. Go get in right now while you can. Come join me. We already are starting to see incredible people come in, and I cannot wait to get started. Okay, let's start the show. The path to architecture isn't always the easiest. And if you're not new to me, you know I talk about this all the time. Not only is the exam process difficult to get your license, but the schooling's not easy either. So today on the show, I have Wesley McLaurie, and we're talking about his path through school, through exams, and what it's looked like to become a licensed architect. So many people that I do talk to end up saying really similar things, like, I thought that it would be a little bit quicker. I thought it might be a little bit faster, but here I am. And not to say that to discourage anyone who is in the process of becoming a licensed architect, but just to educate and show that it is normal and it's nothing to, you know, be down on yourself. It's a career path. It's a life path. And becoming a licensed architect, it's not like the first thing that happens. It's not like you get a degree and you automatically get that. It is something that is part of the journey and something that for a lot of people doesn't happen for until way down the line. So today, Wesley and I are going to be talking about architecture school, what has driven him to want to become an architect, and then more importantly, job hunting and what sometimes looks like to get a job and be in the waiting period of finding a job. Tips on how to stand out and how to look good on a resume, and then also the ARES. And sometimes it's okay to take a break from the ARE when you're feeling totally burned out. How to witness that when you know that you're hitting that burnout period and and what you can do in the meantime. I know that you will love Wesley and my conversation because it will inspire you if you are in school right now or if you're feeling totally burned out by the architecture exams. Hopefully this can help you along the way. And before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button so that more people like you can find this information. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to Design Create Inspire. Today I have with me Wesley and we are going to dive into a little bit about Wesley's story, about how he got into architecture, his journey as he went through school, the exams, and even more importantly, finding a job and job hunting. So welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Saturday morning, not too bad. So I like to always start the show just diving into people's stories. Everyone kind of goes into architecture architecture for different reasons and you know their journey all seems to look a little bit different so what did that look like for you where did you get started did you always know you wanted to be an architect all that good stuff it goes back to when I was about 12 years old this was the time that my sister had graduated college with her bachelor's degree and her gift from my parents was going to be a house and as we were looking for different houses we saw some that were too luxurious in our price range I also saw some that really need to be worked on and they were falling apart and I was thinking that these houses had unacceptable living conditions so I wanted to give back to the community 
with better houses. Nice. That's amazing. That's, I feel like, you know, at 12, that's probably not what everyone's thinking. So I feel like there's some altruism in there that has driven you to this. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what did that path look like at that point? Did you realize, okay, that means I need to be an architect or what, did it kind of just start that curiosity? That's when the curiosity started because we did eventually continue to look at houses. And then it wasn't until, I want to say, right before my 13th birthday, we found the right house for her. And that's when I was in eighth grade as well. And then that's when my parents asked me what I wanted to do for a living. And I wanted to, it took me some time to think about it. I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. I didn't want to be a police officer anymore. And being a baseball player was a long shot. So I was thinking, I like houses. I like math and to be an architect. Did you know anyone in your family or close relationships who was an architect or in the building industry? There have a couple of cousins that are familiar with the housing industry. I have one that's a realtor and one that works in construction. And other than that, that was also why my journey to becoming a licensed architect was longer than it should be. Do you feel like it was longer because you just didn't have people who maybe understood the process? Or can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so I knew for sure I wanted to be an architect and then my mom was confusing with an engineer. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. the want to be an engineer work in houses that's what architects do yeah i feel like that's a like even now we're trying to we have to explain to a lot of people what architects actually do and so that's why i usually ask if people had a family member or someone close to them because everyone knows what a doctor does everyone knows that that's like a path same like you're saying even engineering and with architecture i think it's just for some reason a little bit more either unknown or not understood the path that it gets there and so it's not as typical of a path i guess for people who don't have it in the family. So what helped you stay consistent and what did your path look like after you graduated high school? Did you go right into architecture degree? What did that look like? Yes, after I graduated high school, I kept my options open. I ended up going to Texas Tech University. And then my first year, I decided to take my first year easy and just focus on my basics. It wasn't until that my second year of undergrad where I started to take architecture courses. And that was where I was starting to get more exposure into everything. I started with freehand drawing. Then the following semester, we had our first studio. That's when we learned that it's a different process because when we get our assignments, the instructors are not looking for an exact answer. They want to see how creative you can get. Then we spent the class time just figuring out how we can improve our projects. That's that also a, really a good, big shift for me. Yeah, that's a really good point because people talk about architecture degrees often in the schooling and how different it is and how grueling it can be. And I think that's a really good point is we go into college and we're used to high school where it's like, no, this answer is wrong. This is the right answer. This is how you get the right answer. But in a design studio, it's more about the exploring and the discovery and I find that a lot of students especially in that first second year I was teaching first year intro for a while and I found that so many students wanted the answers like tell me exactly what to do I had a one of the assignments we had was a sketchbook and I was like just sketch it can be so messy it can be, and people would email me like so paralyzed by the freedom of creating rather than like tell me exactly how many sentences to write how many you know anything and so I feel like that's almost I mean, there's a lot to architecture school that makes it difficult, but that's almost like this hard break that we have to break our traditional schooling as we go into architecture school. So when you started those classes, was it like, oh, yes, finally, I'm in school that I love? and Or was it like, whoa, this is really intense? <laughs> what were kind of those feelings? It was definitely a mix of both because I knew I was getting closer to becoming an architect. But as far as the assignments, we had assignment due every class. It was assigned the first class, first class period, and then do the next class period. I could get used to putting a 
lot more time than I usually do. Yeah. That's also another thing. Like I enjoy my sleep, and I didn't want to pull any all-nighters. And since I had a lot of free time in the day, that's how I was able to avoid all-nighters for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I avoided all-nighters, too, for the most part. And I think that's important as you're going through school. It's not good. Okay, so what did that look like? Now, when you graduate undergrad, did you do a five-year and then a master's or just a five-year and then go into your exams? What was that process like? It was a four plus two. Okay. And then Texas Tech and modified so it would be a three and a half plus two. So instead of graduating in May and finishing in December, then That's after good. I graduated, I took a semester off, just really on the job and for much longer than I should. I was doing the right thing by applying early and I did get a few interviews. My first one went well, but then I didn't ever do it here back. Then I had an interview right after I graduated and this was from someone that reached out to me while I was looking. And that's the thing is that they want someone to fill the role immediately. So even though I was guaranteed an interview, they already hired someone else. They were looking for someone to be a project manager. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what was the job hunt like? I mean, did you start that while you were in school or did you wait till after you were done with school? Oh, yes, yeah, so I started it right before, a few months before I graduated with my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. But I was doing the right thing of being proactive. And then the most common rejection I got was because I didn't have enough experience. And it wasn't until May where I'm still looking. And that's a long story to make a long story short. And so it wasn't until the end of May where I got accepted into the master's program at Texas Tech. So I decided to go back and get my master's degree to show that I'm serious about getting licensed. And what about year was this? Because I'm just wondering, you know, the architecture industry ebbs and flows so much. We deal with recessions. And so there's times where the getting a job is super high. Some it's really low. So around what year are we looking at for this? I graduated in December 2017. So I spent January through May 2018 looking. I started my master's program in August 2018. Yeah. And so as you were going through kind of this almost waiting period at that point, did you think, okay, maybe I should start working on my exams? Uh, the exams, they didn't hit me until I'll say after I got my master's. And also a fun fact, I graduated in August 2020. So in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since we had a career so. fair right before then. And with my previous office, like they want to keep in touch because I, our fun interview went well. And then they invited me for a second round interview, but that's when COVID shut down everything. We remained in contact and they offered me a position in late May. Of 2020? Yes. Yeah. And then was that kind of the goal is get a job first once you're in there, get that experience and then start working on exams? Yes, because that's also a different thing is that Texas Tech requires 300 hours of work experience to get the Master of Architecture degree. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So kind of like an internship, quote unquote, I mean, paid obviously, but yes. work experience. Yes. And then as I was in the office, my training went on much longer than expected because we weren't getting in many, we weren't getting much work in for my clients. So I was sitting in the office asking around. I remember at one point I was sitting at my desk doing nothing after I'd asked everyone. I'm thinking, okay, I can start studying. Yeah, so yeah I, I feel things. like the exams are a good time if either you're wanting to maybe stand out on a, a resume or if work's a little slow, it's a good time because you can always even like incorporate that on a resume, like in progress, ARE's in progress or something. And it shows that you're working towards it, which can, I think, help you stand out a little bit. Do you have any advice for someone who is looking for jobs right now or putting out resumes, anything to kind of stand out or maybe anything you wish you would have known when you were doing that? It's definitely start early. Also get involved with student organizations. Like for me in undergrad, I wasn't involved in any student organizations. And then when I got serious about trying to get connected to the profession, I joined both AIAS and NOMAS. Mm-hmm. I eventually became the vice president of both organizations. Nice. Yeah, this also, I love those organizations too. I mean, I also wasn't really involved, which now I, I wish I was. And I'm actually more involved with the AIAS of my alumni now than I was when I was in there. And I see how valuable it is. I see how many people don't get involved. And I see how connected those groups are with the firms, local firms, local 
business owners, all that stuff. And so even me as a business owner, I have met so many of the students because of that, where I'm like, oh, I would totally hire that person where the person who is just going through schooling, trying to get done with their, you know, studio, but they're not actually involving themselves. It's harder for that person to get a job. So I think that's a really good recommendation. Awesome. So where are you at in your exams? I know a lot of our audience loves to hear about exams, talk about exams. And so having people who are in it, going through it and kind of in the trenches is helpful for people to hear that path. So what is, where are you at right now? Right now I'm taking a break for the ARES and I'm studying for the CDT certification. That's construction mm-hmm. documents, technologists. And what that essentially is, is sharing, is sharing that you understand the project from start to finish. If I can relate it to anything, it'd definitely be the pro practice exams for the ARE. Yeah, I can imagine that that would help with the ARE as well. Yes. And so the benefit of that certification, is there a need for that in like the job you're in or anything like that? Or is it something that is something you want to accomplish or what's kind of the goal with that? It's something I'm doing for myself because if I'm not working towards anything, it's going to be a waste of time. Yeah, that's good. It's good to find things that, you know, you're passionate about and and whatnot. So taking a break from the ARES, do you want to share a little bit about that? Or is it just burned out a little bit, ready to put it on hold and focus on something else to to bring back some excitement? Okay. Yeah, so I started testing. I was looking at my AXP report. I was thinking that I need a few more hours left. I'm thinking I passed all of my exams on the first. Sorry, I'll be licensed in a year. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I joined a local study group through AIA Dallas, and we all focused on the same exams, and we take them, and we move on regardless, pass or fail. So I took practice management, let's say early March of 2022. Yeah, my brain was a little fried, and I ended up failing it. Then I moved on to project management, which I took in late April. And I thought I was doing well, but I didn't pull the plug on studying. So I was studying like up until they called me back into the room. I also yeah. felt that one as well. Yeah. And I also started to get burned out, but we also still had one more exam to take, and that was CE. And this time I did something different with CE. And I started to ask others in the office what to know about contracts and closeouts. Then we are scheduled to take it in May 31st, but that was when we transitioned from Prometric to PSI. Mm-hmm. I gave myself two, two more weeks to study. I took it the first day with PSI, and I got halfway through CE, and I'm working on a case study, and I just felt myself burn out. Mm, yeah, like shut down. Yeah, so I was still trying to as best as I could to answer the questions and failing that one but once that I was pretty close to passing then after that I took a break from the ARES and got back to having more fun in life yeah bringing back the <laughs> it's it's hard when you have back-to-back fails because it's like what's the point what I need to enjoy my life while I have it and that can be difficult and now that you have gone from one exam you know people approach these exams in so many different ways and since you went about it in like you were saying with the study group is continuing on whether whether you pass or fail, what do you think about that strategy? Is that something that you would recommend doing again? Or is it something that you feel didn't work for you? Any suggestions on that? That's the thing about the ARIES that it's always available. And so it's really more self-based. So I get to choose when I want to take the exams. And then after I burnt out from CE, I took three months off. And since the rest of the study group, they moved on to the technical exams. I wanted to focus more on the pro practice exams. So I joined ARI Bootcamp in September of 2022 with Michael Rosica. Mm-hmm. And I also made studying more fun as well because we had so much to cover each week and didn't have to be just reading the book we could watch videos and do flashcards yeah and having that group too having that collaboration can make a big difference too just for like the camaraderie oh yes and so that was in the fall you said yes this previous september yeah and so did that motivate you to get back in there or are you still feeling like you know i'm just going to take a break and focus on this other certifications for now yes that did motivate me and then once we got halfway through boot camp we all scheduled our exams at the same time. I was scheduled to take project management again and around mid-December. 
and I was doing well and then also life just happened make a long story short yeah because I want to say about five days before I took my exam my girlfriend had lost her mom and that threw everyone off guard yeah I'm so sorry to hear that my gosh that's a very valuable um, reason to take a step back and reevaluate and take a pause and and that's the thing with these two it's like you know you're not the first person who has said I thought I'd be done in a year and you know here I here I am and I think it's important to realize that so much of life can happen within the years that we're taking these exams there's you know birth of family members there's death of family members there's marriages and huge life events and so it's really common and understandable to take breaks and not feel like you have to get it done within a certain amount of time because someone else did so I think that that's really important that's good I mean it sounds like you've been consistent but you've also had some great learning lessons along the way of you know what has been working and what hasn't been working so it's awesome so what's your future goal what do you see for Wesley in five years in five years I see myself being licensed for sure. I'm also still thinking about it because I don't know if I want to go off on my own or stay at my current office since I'm getting a lot more exposure. It's made it that much easier to study. Yeah. And what kind of projects do you guys currently work on in your firm? We do quick service restaurants and financial financial institutions. Okay. It's a lot more and, new construction. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So five years from now, license possibly. And what, what type of typologies would you love to work on? I do not do want to go back into residential for sure. Because that's how I got into architecture. I feel like I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't. Yeah. It's funny. I think a lot of us do start the path of becoming an architect because it's I mean homes we live in you know we we encompass homes they mean so much to us and we see beautiful homes or we see homes that need help and service and so I feel like a lot of architects have this special connection tied to residential which is I mean that I can completely relate to so what about in terms of possibly housing building up maybe houses that are not in great condition kind of like your 12 year old self any any vision for that also somewhat and i did get it at my current office and that is site planning because my graduate certificate is in urban community design that's more in line with master planning yeah that's awesome well that's exciting well thank you so much for coming on here today and chatting about your story i think that again like i mentioned earlier everyone has a little bit of a different path and it's helpful for others to see where they can go what options they have you know what certifications they could possibly get in the meantime or if they're just ready to take a little break from the ARE. Uh, so that's really inspiring. So thank you. No problem. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging around and listening to Wesley and my conversation. Don't forget to check out the blog for additional details about Wesley's story and his life and some photos and all that good stuff. I will leave a link below. All right. Have a wonderful day. And while you're waiting for next week's episode to come out, don't forget to check out some of our past episodes on the podcast or you can watch right here. Have a good one. Bye. Before you head out, just a friendly reminder that once again, the doors for Mind Over Airy are officially open, but they will close soon so that we can get started with our next group. So jump in now. I can't wait to get started and I'm excited to meet you and hear all about your exam journey. Have a beautiful day.